0: afternoon ladies and gentlemen and welcome to a brand new episode of the co-op podcast I'm your host Rich bill jr and today I'm joined by mr Gary ace wavy how's it going Gary
1: hey what's up everyone good to be back for another episode of the co-op how you doing rich
0: doing pretty good Gary and uh also glad to be back for another episode of the co-op yes and we actually have a special guest today. We have Mr. Ramis Quadri How's it going Rams? I'm
2: good, I'm good I am good i want to say I'm a special guest, but yeah Thanks for having me on
0: <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so There were a couple of things that happened this week That are newsworthy and worth discussing So we are going to get into that But before we do that We want to let you all know what we have been playing So I'm going to go to you first Rams What have you been playing?
2: Uh, well, I'm a part of Gary's Overwatch hype now, so, I mean, Uh I'm quite addicted to Overwatch at the moment, um, whenever we can get a game on, um, yeah, I just, I just play that, I'm enjoying it a lot, I got it about, like, a month ago, I think, and, yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying the characters I get to play, um, some characters are, are just confusing as hell to me, um but it's addictive, it's fun and I can kind of understand the slight hype about it um, I don't think I'll get as far as watching like the leagues and supporting teams and all that but because I don't even really talk to anyone else other than Gary in that game so
1: yeah oh, it... trust me, I'm, I'm going to get you to that point trust me, believe me nah, nah, yeah. I've I, I, nah. got a lot of work to do here but I'm going to get you to that point Ah, nah, nah. I'm good I think I don't want my whole life consumed
2: by just getting angry at a screen of some other random people getting angry at a screen because you know they're not working well together or whatever but yeah no Overwatch is just pretty fun um I think that's it I did play a few games backwards I like I started playing Fallout 4 for a little bit It's like the first time I played a Fallout game um that was fun. That was pretty cool. Uh, a little bit confusing regards to the free-roaming of the whole thing, but I'll probably get used to it soon enough. Uh, I played... Oh God, I played WW2K16. I don't know why. I just got really addicted because of just how dumb and fun, like... Not fun, exactly, but just dumb and hilarious playing it with friends. again alongside Gary and our our best friend, Carl, just um, playing that game. And then obviously I had 2K16 on gold, so I thought, give that a go. And it's just stupid, but again, fun. Sure, it's a nice time waster. Um, I think that's pretty much it on my part.
0: That sounds good. And there is no need to apologize about the WWE games because they are fun with friends, um. Yeah, and I, I, I have, I have said before countless times on WrestleCast, I have talked very negatively about WWE 2K19, uh, but you best believe I'm still getting it. So, yeah, it's all good.
2: <laughs> all, all I'll say is just play with a bunch of friends, play Royal Rumble, and pick Big Show as the number one entrant, and try and get as far as you can into the game, mm-hmm. and just make your own history in your mind. Because then, at the end of the game, you're going to win with someone like Primo or Epico or I don't know Calisto or whatever <laughs> other trash wrestlers in there. But yeah, no, it's it's fun, especially playing with friends. Uh, I don't know why I'm playing Career Mode. If I'm honest, I just created a Luchador, and uh, I don't know. I'm already beating The Rock for some strange reason, even though I'm <laughs> going after the Intercontinental Title but that's a discussion for another time let's put it that way
0: <laughs> interesting yes well hey yeah definitely worth checking out with friends we will, we will make that recommendation um okay Gary so uh what have you been playing
1: well you're gonna be very disappointed in me cause the only thing I played this week was you guessed it overwatch um so yeah just been playing a lot of overwatch uh both on ps4 now as well and pc um and i'm actually excited to say that i'm almost at platinum rank in competitive mode which is a big deal like so i'm stepping up in the big leagues now but yeah um just been playing that and following the league of course i will be at the grand finals next week um so that's kind of exciting um the the, the last semi semifinals match is actually going down tonight to determine who's going to be in the final. So, so far, London Spitfire, they like last night, they just made it to the finals. They just qualified. So my, my dream is that it's going to be New York. I mean, yeah, New York Excelsior versus London Spitfire in the finals. So tonight, New York Excelsior is facing off against Philadelphia Fusion. And I'm hoping that New York wins because... Both New York and London have what I consider the best Overwatch players in the world, so it'll be just so exciting to see both those teams play live, you know, uh, next week. So um, that's what that's what I'm hoping. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I didn't really get much time to play anything else, unfortunately, um, and that's probably bad of me. Being you know as a gamer, uh, I, I need to try and play more stuff, but. Hey, time, you know, time just slips through. So don't always get time to play everything.
0: Uh, I totally understand that. I I just want to say I hope you are prepared for some controversy since you mentioned that you are now playing Overwatch on PS4 since some of the Xbox fans we know out there will say, why aren't you playing on Xbox? So be prepared for that backlash and for them calling you now a PlayStation 4 player because you ain't playing it on on xbox
1: to be honest i don't even want to play on ps4 like i like i'm i'm i'm, right. I'm a pc snob now like I, I admit i'm a like pc snob and I'm, I'm gonna like make sure rams builds a pc just so i don't have to play overwatch on ps4 anymore like that's Uh-oh. how extreme <laughs> of a, of a PC snob i am like i'm gonna build him his pc just so he could play with me on pc and yeah. join the pc master race <laughs> you took that really seriously, uh, Rich. I'm coming for you next. Like you're 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 going to be on PC too.
0: Well, I, I I always say every year that I'm going to get a PC ever since back in the day when we still had David Jagno on the team. I would always say, "Oh yeah, I'm going to get a gaming PC," and it never seems to happen because there's always some type of situation that will prevent me from doing so. But I would like to say, hopefully, hopefully by the end of the year. Um. I will have a gaming PC, so we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, no, but I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of joking. Like PS4, like consoles are great, you know. People who play consoles, I'm not knocking you, but it's just a whole another experience on PC, man. Seriously,
2: Absolutely. I mean, if I have like a thousand and a half pounds to kind of spare, <laughs> sure. I'll build a PC anytime. But uh, you know kind of a long-term hype-up, build-up thing for me <laughs> at the moment, but yeah, I think I, I wouldn't mind the experience on PC of any game, really. I mean, it just seems to be the way everyone's going towards at the moment, because in the long run I guess it saves them
1: money, and yeah, it's understandable. Yeah, Absolutely. We're, we're, we're going to find a way to make it happen, with Rams, don't worry. <laughs> That's
0: what I'm
1: I'll, I'll hit these streets. And find oh. Time to hustle
2: i <laughs> On,
0: on a budget, yes, on a budget. It's a way to make a budget PC, not spending too much. But I have to research that. All right. So, uh, as for what I've been playing, I've only really played one game, so I haven't really had too much time to game either. That 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 will be changing soon because there's a, quite a bit of games coming out in in um, August. In the next couple of weeks but yeah i did get a chance to once again play mother gunship uh this is pretty much if you ever play tower of guns this is i guess you can say a uh, reimagining of that game but it is a little bit better um basically you're just going on different ships you crafting weapons and shooting you know various robots and enemies as you go through different rooms so it's a very simple concept type of game, but, you know, it does get more difficult as you, uh, you know, progress in the actual campaign. You know, when you walk into different rooms, the difficulty can increase. So it, it is a bit challenging. You are, are able to level up your character, you know, you know, upgrade your armor, upgrade your uh, the amount of weapons that you're able to use, stuff like that. So it, it is a, it is a fun game for what it is. I believe I said last week on this show it's not a game for everybody because it's just a, it has a particular audience in mind. But I have to say I'm enjoying the game a lot. Um, I hope to have a review done very soon. It just it just depends, you know. Like, like I said, I have a, a quite a bit on my schedule right now, so um, it takes time to get through this stuff. But uh, definitely, definitely, definitely a game that I would recommend uh, people would try out. But uh, that is, unfortunately, all that I got a chance to play this week. As I said, there are several other games that I will be playing soon uh, and I will be talking about soon on this show, so stay tuned for that in the next couple of weeks. So uh, with that said, that concludes what we have been playing. We're going to go ahead and we're going to jump right into the uh, topics for this week. First and foremost, we definitely need to talk about this uh, Uncharted short film that was released earlier this week starring Nathan Fillion, which is an actor that a lot of people have wanted to see play Nathan Drake for quite some time. So I know that we've all had a chance to see the film in some capacity. Uh, So, Gary, how about you start us off and let us know what you thought of the actual film?
1: Yeah, so, like, I, I heard that it dropped, right? Like, people were talking about it and everything on Twitter and in, like, group chats, I'm in, and stuff like that. Um, but I didn't actually watch it. Like, I watched it kind of late after everyone else. But, like, wh- when I knew I had to watch it was when people started DMing me about it, saying, like, oh, what do you think of this? Like, do do you think this should be the actual movie and all that stuff? So, like, you know, in order to not sound ignorant, I had to go watch it at that point so i i I went and i watched it i wasn't expecting too much but like it was really good like it was it like there was parts of it that legit looked like the game like you know uh the way he was dressed the way he acted the things he said like nathan like i I wonder what he did to get into the character of like because i feel like he must have beat like all four uncharted games to really nail it like that like I wonder if he played it or if someone played it for him or because he really just had it down and the thing is like people have been saying for years that he should play Nathan Drake and he definitely does look the part it's just the fact that he's a bit aged now like if he would have played Nathan Drake like you know like six seven years ago or something he would have been perfect you know and he still is perfect basically But like it's just he's a bit more aged So he could play Nathan Drake From Uncharted 4 probably But you know it's just He won't be the younger Nathan Drake Like the, the Nathan Drake before he settled down And stuff like that um, But there, there's nothing wrong with that Because you know it still looks great um, I, I think it was well put together um, And obviously you know there was a limited budget But they made it work and uh you know just everything about like just even the scene where he goes into the room looking for you know clues for and the treasure and everything like it's like it just is straight from the game like straight out of the game it was just well put together and sully being there um i will say that that sully looked a little bit like he, he didn't seem like the charming sully from the game like he seemed like just like a straight up goon type type of dude like an old goon or something like but um but yeah like he was cool uh you had elena at the end um she wasn't she wasn't how i pictured but she was okay you know she served the purpose and everything but yeah like the action uh, like the shootouts like it was all really well put together and here's the thing like now people are saying they don't even want this tom holland Uncharted movie no more like they want this You know, they want this Nathan Fillion, Uncharted. And uh, there's been talks of, like, maybe this being, like, a series, like, a a short series or something like that. Um, But I want to ask you guys, like, what do you think? Like, because this has got a really good reception. Like, people love this this, this short, you know. And they they actually want this to be the film representation of Uncharted but they're already working on something with Tom Holland now and it's likely that that's probably not going to be what people want or are going to be satisfied with so what do you guys think
2: um, <clears throat> I mean it's, it's like you said and it's pretty obvious everyone that thought of Uncharted thought Nathan Fillion should be Nathan Drake um, I, I mean I haven't seen the short film or anything but uh, i i clearly know nathan probably most likely did a great job on it anyways and it just goes to show that he is just such a fun cool guy really (laughs) because he's a fan favorite amongst well fans um he's uh i think in a sense it could work still as a movie like i would like maybe perhaps the uncharted movie didn't exactly relate to the games like it could just be after the games and it introduces a new adventurer. Um, you could have then Nathan Fillion playing as Nathan Drake, but just kind of like the old timer, perhaps. I mean, that's one route they could easily go with if they thought about it as much. But um, I think if people are saying already, you know, they want this movie and not the Tom Holland one, uh, I think minds switch very quickly. Tom Holland is pretty cool you know he's done well with spider-man and um he's also in the upcoming um monsters of men chaos walking trilogy books he's going to be the main guy in that and those are great stories by patrick ness i mean i know gary's read them and i have um, done night yeah monsters calling and all that stuff Very um, yeah yeah they're, they're pretty good books um and he uh yeah, I think Tom Holland's gonna be like the next, you know, big deal at the moment. In a few years' time especially, he's gonna be one that a lot of people are gonna call up to do a lot of adventure movies and a lot of franchises are gonna be based around him, I feel anyways, that he is he's the next guy. So um I think him doing Uncharted is also pretty cool. Uh obviously he doesn't look anything like Nathan Drake, but I don't think anyone cares at that point as long as they got like a big name to do, you know, a lovable character. Uh, That's all that matters to studios that they can make money off of. But again, when you listen to fans more, I guess in some cases it it does work. And Nathan Villian, again, he's pretty much a perfect portrayal of Nathan Drake. So. Yeah, it would be, it would be cool to like see him play that role and then they just introduce another, another character in the movie itself rather than kind of basing it on a game. So yeah, I mean, it can work both ways really. I think Tom Holland will still do well as uh, Nathan Drake and in the Uncharted movies in general. I mean, they had Bradley Cooper, I believe last time and this movie has been kind of In the making for like the past 10 years i think now um so uh, at least they got someone young and their idea obviously is that they want to build a franchise out of this if the first film especially is successful but again i would not be i would not be disappointed if say he's a new character and not nathan drake and that nathan fillion's nathan
1: drake but who knows Mm. yeah i I got some more thoughts but go ahead Rich
0: yeah uh, so in regards to the actual short film uh, I also enjoyed it I liked a lot of the same things you mentioned Gary I liked uh, the camera angles they used once it got to the actual you know Na- the actual part where Nathan Drake was shooting the bad guys yeah. yeah that was nice and fun I do agree with the criticism that Nathan Fillion definitely is a lot older um he looks a lot older as well, even in this particular role, and I can understand why they would want someone younger to play Nathan Drake. So I'm I'm fully I fully understand that. Um, but a, in regards to everything else with the actual trailer itself, um, with the actual short film, I, I thought I thought it was great. Um, do I think it will work great as a longer form film? That depends. Uh, it, it seems the way that they ended this short film off was that they are intending to make it a, more of a serious because of the way it ends, you know, it. They, I could definitely see them revisiting to show you what happens next. But uh, I guess it all depends on the, the uh, reaction that he gets. Um, as for the Tom Holland film, I am a huge Tom Holland fan. I think he did a great job in Spider-Man. Uh, I don't really understand him having to play all these different types of roles uh, because I figure... There are a lot of other people out there that they can get to to play this particular role of, of Nathan Drake. But uh, I mean, listen, I'm not knocking it. If he has an opportunity to do more movies, that's good for his career long term. So I don't, I don't have a problem with that. But uh, when you see when you hear about this film is in the works and then you see what has already been done with this short film. It tells me that I think um, Sony should at least take a look at this film. If they are, if they ever do decide to work with this actual director that made this, that'll be awesome. But um, I just think uh, for right now, I think it's good for what it is as a short film. I wouldn't mind if they did more film, like more shorts within the series. That's totally fine with me. But making this an actual feature length film, I don't really know yet, uh, you know, because it all will be about depending on how long they can keep up that quality for a longer period of time. I think with just that short amount of time, it works well. So I'll be curious to see them do more of the shorts. But long term in, in like a two hour length movie, I don't really know if that will work. Uh, it can work, obviously, but definitely need to see more before I will say, yeah, it definitely could work as a feature length uh, full film. But yeah, the shorts keep that stuff up if possible, because it was fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I agree with what you guys said and and Tom Holland, you know, he he is a good actor, you know, I don't want to knock Tom Holland um, and of course, you know, if they was it, like doing the movies with him, I guess they're going to focus on a younger uh, Nathan Drake and then they're going to build up, you know, they're, they're going to keep it going as, as a series and we're going to grow with him uh, you know, if it's successful I guess, um, so I mean it, it, there's a chance that could turn out really well but now that i've seen this short film i just want this like this is the, the uncharted i want now and i feel like you know yes yeah, it's, it's a small budget what they did but they did a lot with that small budget and i think you know even if they you know even if they don't make this a, a big budget film series they could just do stuff like this and put it on netflix i think like you know you could do something on just make a full-length version of this and put it on netflix or you can make it into a series know, a short series and put it on Netflix. Like, and then it's like, it's, it's separate enough from the, the, the major movie and everything to where we can enjoy both, you know? So uh, maybe they can do something like that, where it's like, you know, you just have two separate ones. And, and basically Nathan Fillion is, he's like the old Drake and uh, uh, Tom Holland is like, you know, the, the younger Drake and stuff. And obviously they're not connected, but it's like there's two different representations of, on it, I guess.
0: I think I think that Netflix idea. That's a very very good idea. Uh, I could I can certainly see that happening if uh, Netflix takes a look look at this and they are interested in. Obviously, I guess they would have to work with Sony uh, since it's their characters being used and there's you know this actual money being put into this on a much larger scale. But yeah, I could definitely see that happening.
2: Nah, I see this more like. A YouTube thing, if I'm honest, but um, or Sony trying to promote a short series on their network like they did with that Powers. Was it Powers? I, I yeah, can't remember. Powers. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. But I don't know if that even did well to be honest. I've watched a few episodes of that. It was difficult, but is this is this like an independent filming thing
1: or is it yeah, an IGN thing? I think it's independent.
0: Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's fully independent.
1: But I, I you know I wouldn't be surprised though if Netflix sees it and like they're just like you know what we're gonna buy this like we're gonna try and work something out with Sony and try and buy the rights to this kind of thing. Like,
2: I mean Netflix will throw money anywhere at the moment. To be fair, so yeah, it wouldn't be too surprising. Or even Amazon at this point, they will be like, "This is the next Game of Thrones," because <laughs> for some reason that's their motto right now. <laughs> but I don't know. I think looking at Nathan Fillion now and everything. I mean, he's 48, and he doesn't even look it, to be fair to be honest. I, I think he could, if they still wanted to, they could bring him in. I-, I I like the idea that if he's Nathan Drake, then Tom Holland is just a new adventurer, basically. And it can kind of not be exactly like the game, because sometimes that that's like a that can work, that can't work sort of thing. It's just like I'd like to see fresh acts in there. If it works well, I mean, I'm thinking Indiana Jones. When Shia LaBeouf was going to be the next kind of Indiana Jones type thing, that kind of didn't work clearly. But something with Uncharted, I think, I think it can. I think introducing a new character away from the game, and that being Tom Holland, and then he kind of like carries over. I think that wouldn't disappoint too much, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, so so basically, you're saying uh, Tom Holland will be the successor to uh, Nathan Fillion's uh, Nathan Drake.
2: Yeah, pretty much. He can be, he can be, I don't know, Ted, <laughs> <laughs> Dragoon. I don't know, whatever. Make up a name, or just to make it really weird and twisted, he can play the older brother. Why not? Tom Holland plays as the older brother of Nathan Fillion as Nathan Drake and just completely screwed up.
1: Nah, <laughs> I, I don't want that character. <laughs> that, that was the
2: worst part of Uncharted 4 for me. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. I, I just did not enjoy that character. It's something about him.
1: It just really put me off. I would have been satisfied if there was a huge plot twist and he was like evil or something like that, but they, they didn't even give us that like satisfying like, plot twist, so it was just, like, whatever.
2: I mean, that that itself would have been so cliche, as well, but, like, I mean, I kind of like that the third person was in it, and you know, he was the evil one, that they tried to make the plan with and stuff, and his older brother is just kind of, just this run-down guy who's just trying to make quick bucks somewhere. But, you know, he was, he was still odd. Even in the, um, the DLC, the expansion, um, when you play as Laura, is it her name? Laura, uh, Chloe. Chloe, Chloe. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> my bad, <laughs> Chloe. Uh, when you play as her and the other woman, and then the brother appears in that as well, and you're just like, ah, oh, you're ruining, you're just ruining it a little bit. I don't know why. I just find him really off.
1: I want to see an on-screen Chloe, to be honest.
2: <laughs> they, probably would. they probably would do that, to be fair. She'll come in, and then she'll take over the franchise, and they'll make a spin off on her. She'll be a Netflix show.
0: Well, I, yeah, I, I, I definitely could see that happening. I, I guess we'll have to uh, wait and see whatever the next direction is for the Uncharted series, because uh, I definitely do not think it's over. Uh, Naughty Dog may make some more games in the series, but... We'll see, but, but the Netflix thing with Chloe, yeah, that's that's certainly possible if uh, if they want to make that investment.
1: You'll get uh, get Amelia Clark to play Chloe, man. <laughs> Chick from Game of Thrones.
0: Girl. Uh yeah. Well yeah, well we'll see. <laughs> Alright, so uh yeah, so um any other thoughts on this uncharted short film before we move on to the next topic uh
1: nah but everyone should go check it out you know um even even the uh the people who who might be hardcore xbox fans who listen to this you know make sure Anything? you guys check check it out
0: they won't be checking it out they'll be too busy looking at uh, looking at other people play Xbox games or mixer so that's uh that's what they will be doing uh but yeah. Definitely worth checking out for those that are interested. I will say that much. Um, So let's move on to the next topic. And once again, this is, once again, another Sony topic from this particular week. Uh, Obviously, right now, uh, New York Comic Con is, well, I'm sorry, whoa, whoa, whoa. San Diego Comic Con is going on right now. Um, And we actually got some information regarding the uh, upcoming Spider-Man game. There was a new story trailer that they released uh, that got people talking about uh, quite a bit of things. But they also revealed a uh, PlayStation 4 Pro limited edition Spider-Man, which is pretty much in all red, and it has the Spider-Man logo. So, um, Gary, I know uh, I don't believe that you saw the trailer. Maybe you've seen the uh, PlayStation 4 Pro. Do you have any thoughts on uh, all of the work that Sony and Marvel are putting into this game? In terms of the, terms of the marketing and the actual uh, console,
1: yeah, I mean, uh, seems like they're fully committed. You know, Marvel as well fully committed to promoting this game, and that's that's great for Sony branding wise. You know, um, of course, they they probably have some kind of deal in place because because of the movie rights as well and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's good to see them collaborating, and I can't actually like I can't wait to actually play the game and stuff uh the, the console the ps4 pro spider-man it looks cool um maybe a little over designed for my liking but it, it <laughs> it's, it's cool you know still um but yeah i mean
0: well, I, well I hold
1: on. Go ahead. Well,
0: well, hold on uh what 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 was the complaints about the over design
1: uh let me bring it up real quick and I'll, I'll... spider-man <laughs> it's PS4. overly designed it, it's, just, us it's just like did
2: I again, <laughs> overly designed. I've never, I've never had that one. Is it because of the costume, or is it like,
1: uh, like
2: maybe it's the logo?
1: Okay. It's maybe. just yeah. It's like it's like too red, and it's like the logo. It's not subtle. It's just like the kind of thing. Like the controller looks really nice though. Like I love the controller. It's just like the PS4. It's like I don't know. It's just oh, we're talking too... about the PS4. Sorry, my bad. I thought we were talking about the character for a second. I was just like, what? <laughs> no, there's, there's a There's a PS4 Pro design. I would like to get your thoughts on it actually because you're a uh, you know yeah. I'll, I'll post the link real quick on the hangout. Um, yeah, because you're a designer, so you probably have some thoughts too. But yeah, like the PS4 Pro it just looks over designed to me. Like the big logo, like it's not even subtle or anything. It's just like pure red and then just that big spider logo but the controller is real nice though
0: so. well, yeah
2: I, uh, oh sorry go ahead oh no you you
0: go next and then i'll and then i'll have some thoughts
2: <laughs> uh yeah i kind of agree i like the controller more than the actual design <laughs> console so it's just right in your face sort of thing the red's <laughs> nice but um yeah that that spider-man logo is a uh, is a bit in your face but it, it kind of works, I guess, in some cases. Maybe if they had, like, the, the webbing in the background, like, subtle, that would be pretty cool. And the logo, a tad bit smaller <laughs> than what it is now, then I think it would have looked a lot more nicer. But, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's fine. The red's nice. There we go. I, yeah. I, I, I actually like what you said
0: about the webbing. That, that is a good idea. Um, they could have did that with the console. Um, I I I I I also would have would have liked for them to have the actual image of Spider-Man on there, similar to the image that's on the box art. Um, that would have been kind of cool, but again, it also would have been like the logo is. It would overshadow almost everything else on the console, and I don't know how red on red would look in that particular instance. But um, I will say that. Uh, yeah i really do like the red color uh the console to me i mean i agree with you guys the controller looks better the console to me though i have to say significantly better than some of the consoles they've designed in the past including that horrible orange and black uh call of duty playstation 4 that they designed a while back so um i certainly think it's better than that but um just in terms of uh the marketing the console i mean i I figured they was going to have a console because they had a console for god of war uh like limited edition console for that so i figured yeah spider-man they definitely would have something for that as well i did see uh a couple of people that we know as well as a lot of people who are friends of people we know almost all of them pre-ordered this console immediately because they have been taking pictures of their pre-orders from GameStop. so i guess uh a lot of people love the console, love the design um but hey uh, it is um, i'm having
2: I'm having second thoughts about the controller now, actually, it looks kind of tacky. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I
1: saw that other angle.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just
2: looked at the different angle and it's just like, oh, wait a minute. Second thoughts. It just looks a bit like a toy right now.
1: Like from the front, it looks cool. <laughs> but Like when you see that other angle, it's like, like this looks like some cheap plastic kind of thing.
2: Yeah, like, you're like, like squinting like, your eyes and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think uh, the red is really nice actually because it's obviously different and you know everything like that. But. I think subtle designs here and there would have made it look nicer, but yeah, if people like it, they like it. What are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah.
0: That's, that's true.
1: As for the um, trailer, though, I didn't because I like I have a new policy. You know, I have a Swift policy and a oh, Swift, Swift
0: policy.
1: Yeah, the the Swift policy is that if I'm really excited to play a game, I'm not gonna watch too many trailers of it. So I'm not watching the new story trailer for Spider Man. Um, I know you guys saw it, so, you know, you guys can discuss it.
0: Well, yeah, uh, Rams, did you have any thoughts on the trailer?
2: Um, I just quickly watched it now because it's only like two minutes long and everything, the story trailer-wise. And, uh, yeah, it's just kind of same thoughts as the previous couple of trailers I've seen of it as well. It's, it does look exciting. It looks like it could be the best Spider-Man game in a while really as long as i don't have to race johnny storm through like fire hoop things (laughs) um, i'm totally fine with the game um being good hopefully (laughs) that's that's my only concern i just don't want to race johnny storm because i'm getting sick and tired of johnny storm
1: yeah (laughs) Uh, let me let me ask you something there rams because um there's been a lot of talk about Uh, maybe there's going to be cameos from the Avengers in this game and (laughs) stuff like that like what's your thoughts on that
2: yeah uh no I don't think there will be (laughs) I think um I don't yeah I heard about like possibly Avengers maybe being in it but I, I doubt it I don't think in that previous trailer when he looked to the helicopter I think it was a helicopter anyways that it was someone like Iron Man or Captain America. I could be wrong, but I, I just feel like in that scene, that moment where he's getting beat down by the Sinister Six, um, I think it's either just an extra character, like Doctor Octopus or Kingpin. or I think even in this trailer, it kind of showed who it was. Maybe it was Norman Osborn.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, I don't know. It might have defeated the whole purpose of potentially any cameos coming in as well as the fact that it's um it's a spider-man game i think you know this is kind of a fresh take sort of on spider-man i don't think they would want anyone else kind of involved that's not really a part of the spider-man arc if that makes sense like they don't want to suddenly randomly throw in captain america and be like oh look he knows captain america he will save the day i think keeping it in the Spider-Man family, keeping it with all his villains, all the characters in there, Mary Jane, uh, Miles Morales. um, It makes more sense to kind of build up the Spider-Man game that way. It's popular enough to handle on its own, so I don't think they need cameos. If there are, cool, but in my opinion, I I, I don't think there will be. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Alright,
0: so... As for my thoughts on the trailer, um, I understand uh, Gary's policy uh, because I feel like nowadays when you see a trailer, it pretty much reveals way too much information. Uh, case in point, uh, I recently saw that movie Skyscraper starring The Rock. Uh, don't ask me why I saw the movie. You know, it's I have movie Pass, so I try to make sure I see as much as possible because I'm paying for that subscription. But the trailer for that movie pretty much revealed the whole damn movie, except for the actual end. You know, I saw how The Rock, you know, got to a point where he he has half of a leg. I saw how he met his wife. I saw the conflict with the bad guys and some of the action sequences. So I essentially saw the whole movie before I actually saw the movie. So I understand the um the issue about uh deciding not to see a trailer because it reveals too much information. Uh, This particular trailer, one of the main takeaways I took away from it, which I thought was very, very interesting and a lot of people didn't really talk about, is that they made it obvious that in that trailer, Spider-Man is working with Mary Jane, but he's also working with Miles Morales. And I think that the fact that this guy is going to be playable in the game also is, is great. Now, they didn't show him playable. They didn't show him actually doing stuff in the trailer. Which is fine if they want to save that for the actual game because the game is out in September anyway. I'm totally cool with that, but uh, I thought that was very interesting that they did show that because a lot of people was asking the question whether or not he's going to be in the game as a playable character. And I think we got an answer to that in the actual trailer. Um, As for the idea of if Marvel characters will appear in the game, uh, I have no idea of that i do think it is possible because i do know one of the spider-man costumes is the same costume that he wore in the avengers so i would at least think they may throw some easter eggs in there if the characters aren't in there uh outright but um i mean based on what i played at e3 though the game like i said the, the controls are uh are great it's very fluid I think the fighting in the game is going to be something that will surprise a lot of people because, as I said before, it's like Arkham, the Arkham games, but it's a lot more evolved because there are certain things that you can do. You know, it's not like you can just learn, like, it's very easy punches and kicks. No, there there is an evolution to the combat that goes beyond what you've seen. And then the fact that you can also use objects, pick up objects with the webbing and throw it around the room, throw it at bad guys use the environment to your advantage all of that stuff makes it uh it's going to make it really stand out but um yeah just in terms of the trailer i thought it was great definitely looking forward to the game uh but i i have to agree we don't need to see any more trailers now we just need to get the game in september so hopefully uh sony doesn't release any more stuff maybe the last trailer they will have will be uh I don't know, a pre-order, another pre-order trailer? I have no idea, but we don't need to see anything else from the actual game. Just, uh, it needs to come out already. That's all I have to say about that.
2: (laughs) I think the costume, I thought, anyways, what I read briefly somewhere, I can't remember, but um, the costume was more like a mixture of all three of the Spider-Mans that have been movies and stuff. Like, the symbol represents Tobey Maguire's kind of Spider-Man suit. And then, like, the patterns represent the Andrew Garfield one, and the mask and the movement represents the Tom Holland one, Spider-Man. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Like, this this is just all a mixture of these movie designs into one. That's what I read anyways. So, uh, yeah, (laughs) I just want to throw that in there. Because, again, regards to cameos, um, I'm not against it or anything, but I just don't think... There's a point to having them in a sense right now, yeah. and maybe if obviously in future Spider-Man games they will again. Maybe you can race Johnny Storm in the next one. <laughs> but <laughs> right now, I'd like that it's just fully focused on the Spider-Man universe and just you know because you obviously get to play as Mary Jane as well. And I, I didn't even know Miles Morales would be playable, but whether he'll be playable as Spider-Man, who knows? Um, Maybe that'll be then the sign of maybe he dies in this game. Who knows? Uh, Peter Parker, that is, not Miles Morales. And then Miles Morales takes over in the next one. Who knows? There, there's there's a lot of interesting things you can pull in from trailers alone. But then at the yeah. same time, I agree. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to watch anymore. I'd, I'd rather just wait for the game now because it's starting to get <laughs> a tad bit repetitive. You know, it's like we get a point. It looks good. You can play as all these people. Fun times. Let's let's just get the game now.
1: Yeah, and and it's it's only out in September. It's like not too long now. So
2: yeah, two months left. I thought it was October. So you know, more amped up now. So oh well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I pretty much agree with all the points said.
0: Um, well, go ahead, Gary.
1: And I was just gonna say, like on the subject of cameos as well. It's like. I don't, I don't think they should like if it, if there's going to be cameos it, sh- it definitely shouldn't be like Avengers or stuff like that because we already have an Avengers game that's coming in the future from Square Enix so you might as well just like save all that stuff for you know the actual Avengers game like there's no reason to have like a cameo in Spider-Man
2: Yeah I mean the Avengers game has not even heard anything of that since that weird teaser trailer by Square Enix as well and they just didn't even bring it up at all at E3, so... There <laughs> was, was a lot they didn't bring up. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> There's a tad bit more than just the Avengers game, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I... How long is this game supposed to be? Does anyone know?
0: Uh, they... Well, I when we was at E3, they, they didn't really specify that uh, to us... He was trying to figure out this these type of questions. Also, uh, I don't really think it's. I don't. If I had to make a guess, maybe I would say eight to ten, maybe twelve hours. But I'm not. I'm not. Uh, that's not my official uh, knowledge on this because I don't really know. That's just a, a educated guess as to how long it could potentially be.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I, I reckon it will probably be like similar to God of War, where it's like the 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 main story will probably be you know maybe around like twelve to 15 hours or something like that but then there's probably going to be a lot of like side stuff optional stuff that you can do as well
0: well actually that that is a very good point because when we played the demo there was a lot of stuff that you could do that delineates from the story so yeah that makes a lot of sense but one thing i will say about that side stuff is that uh i do believe that some of that is going to be repetitive because i don't really know i mean i did certain things But I didn't really try to do the same thing multiple times. But again, the demo we had was a very short example of the final game. But I do think some of that side stuff will get a little repetitive. And that is something that I think some people may not necessarily like. So they have to find a way to make it interesting and fun to keep people engaged uh, if that is the
2: case. Uh, I mean, this trailer introduced uh, Silver Sable, which is quite interesting because she's not necessarily a part of the Sinister Six clan. She's like her own international merc that gets hired by rich people to just take out other people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of find that interesting. It was like, it could be like different, either it's different chapters in in this whole game, like it plays by chapter, or again, there's just like, an immense amount of things to do when, say, you go up against the Sinister Six, or then when you go up against um, Silver Sable, and then probably more bad guys. I think Kingpin was in the trailer. I can't remember. Yep. It looked like he drop kicked a fat guy. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah it's, uh, yeah. So, I mean, again, Kingpin, I don't think he's a part of Sinister Six either. So, yeah, it, it's just interesting. There's all these elements in the game. I mean, it, I thought it could easily be like a 30-hour kind of game, but it might just be, again, what you guys said regards to 12 hours' story, and then the rest is just these crazy side missions. But as long as the side missions are entertaining enough and not repetitive, uh, you know, a la Mafia 3 style, then, um, <laughs>
1: then,
2: um, then yeah, this could potentially be a game of the year thing. So, yeah, i look forward to it.
0: I think, I think I think Gary might be offended by that Mafia Three comment because I heard Gary said that he was very much uh, looking forward to that game.
1: Uh no, uh, I, I didn't even play it to
2: be honest. <laughs> I was going to say, did you even did you even play it? <laughs> there you go. No, uh, I'd I'd say never play it. Just uh, it's a tad bit disappointing. So, so, there, so there you go. That that is a shout out to Ed because he asked
0: about that game. Now he knows what the verdict is. So. Now he
2: knows.
0: (laughs) But yeah, um, looking forward to the Spider-Man game. Uh, Excellent thoughts all around. Do you have anything else that y'all want to add before we move on to the next uh, topic? I'm
2: good.
1: Nope, just give me the game.
0: Uh Uh-oh, just give me the game. So September 7th, yes. We will definitely be talking about that game in the future. All right. so a couple more topics to get into before we get into the main topic. And the rest of these topics are Xbox-related, so... Xbox fans will love all this stuff. All right. First and foremost, let's talk about Halo Infinite. There was some news that came out this week from 343 in which uh, they stated that there will not be a Battle Royale mode in Halo Infinite. So I wanted to get you guys quick thoughts on that. I know Gary uh, did play uh, quite a bit of PUBG so i know he is a huge huge fan of that game so gary are you disappointed to hear that there will not be a battle royale mode in halo infinite
1: uh well not a huge huge fan of PUBG, but it was it was (laughs) fun you know it was fun for a while um like i i just i just think it's funny that we've got to a point where people have to announce that there's not going to be a battle royale mode game like like that's weird to me like the fact you have to announce that there's not going to be a future like that that just goes to show how much like uh you know like how big a trend this is in gaming right now to where you have to announce that you're not having that mode um and i mean I, i wasn't even expecting the game to have the mode so that's that's the funny thing too like i mean halo's never really been known uh to be a kind of game like that that kind of takes trends like i I see halo as more of a trend setter because um halo you know it was one of the 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 games that revolutionized online gaming for consoles you know so that game is more of a trend setter than you know following trends so i i wasn't even really expecting them to have a battle royale game and i'm not sure who really was expecting them to but uh yeah i don't know i just find it weird that they have to actually come out and say they're not having the mode um i mean who, who even assumed that in the first place? I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, um,
2: I, I kind of agreed that I, Halo doesn't need a Battle Royale mode at all. It it's Halo. The name speaks for itself. It's one of the best, one of the most successful uh, multiplayer online games there. And um, yeah, it doesn't set... No, it doesn't follow trends. It sets trends if it wanted to. Um yeah, uh, I, I agree with that fact, to be honest. It doesn't need Battle Royale. It just goes to show the type of people right now playing, uh, well, multiplayer online games, and uh, they just want the same thing on a different skin, which eventually they'll find out gets very boring, very repetitive. It's like a double contradiction thing going on. But no, Halo... Infinite doesn't really look like it needs a battle royale, just looks all around fun and um interesting. So, at least, I think the microtransactions will be a bit crazy, though, on that one (laughs) (laughs) a tad bit crazy. But there we go,
0: yes, that yeah, I I definitely see that happening. Um, as as for my thoughts on battle royale, uh, I don't really understand the the phenomenon that it is right now. Uh, I did play. PUBG, g i did try it out on xbox one um the game is all right but to me there isn't really much 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 more to it after you've gotten through the actual you know whether you survive or die in the actual matchup i mean to me there isn't anything anything else left for the experience so i, I was glad to hear that 343 said that there will not be a battle royale mode in halo infinite because i also do not think that it that need that is needed whatsoever for halo Uh, Halo 5 Guardians the multiplayer in that particular game that is in my personal opinion some of the best multiplayer that they have had in a Halo game uh, recently Uh, everything was fantastic about that my only complaint with Halo 5 Guardians was in the actual story and the fact that Master Chief was hardly in the game you know it was mainly about Spartan Locke who took up I would say about 80 to 85% of the entire story, and I had an issue with that. So when they showed this trailer and they showed that Master Chief is the focal point of Halo Infinite, that was it. You sold me on the game because it's a much more interesting story with the fact that now Master Chief has to deal with Cortana as an enemy. I think that is a far more intriguing and interesting story than anything you could tell me about the Spartan Locke
2: and his crew. So... Um, Say what? No, no, go, go, go ahead, finish off.
0: Oh no! So, yeah, yeah, I just was just gonna say. So already, I'm sold on the game. I just need to know more information about the game. But I'm glad that they're not having a battle royale mode. But no, go, go ahead and say what you was gonna say.
2: Um, yeah, I was just gonna say, is that is that supposed to be Master Chief, or is it is it uh just a Spartan? Like, I mean, this carries on from Halo Five. This game.
0: Yeah, yeah, they 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 did say it is a it does continue the story of Master Chief, right? And, but uh, that trailer, you know, I don't, I don't really know how to interpret it, really anything in the trailer. Uh, I I would assume that that is Master Chief since they said that he is the focal point. But again, we haven't really seen anything aside from that trailer, so I, I'm guessing uh, we will get more information whenever they they deem that it is necessary. I know. We're going to get into another topic here shortly about Gamescom. I don't know if they're going to show anything from Halo Infinite at Gamescom, but uh, we'll have to wait and see about that. I'm not 100% sure, though, but I would assume that's him in the trailer, uh, but I don't know for certain if that is him. I, that is only my assumption, but I do know they said that he is the
2: main focal point of the of, of this game, so that's all I know. Uh, I only ask because obviously there's, there's like theories, I'm just reading a few ones a bit too long to read, but there's a theories about the chip that they put in their head, and obviously like Cortana is the little chip that comes out in the AI, and Roland was the one in the last game for mm-hmm. a lock and stuff, and uh, each chip has like a little code on the back which has the name of the AI, so Cortana had one which I think was CTN, and Roland had one which was RLD, And then there's like just all these theories talking about like, oh, there's like letters missing and this chip and everything. So I I figured it might have been like, uh, is that just a prequel then? Like, you know, each Spartan has their own kind of chip thing or is it actually Master Chief dealing with another new chip in his head or whatever? But no, I mean, if it's a continuation then cool. As long as the focus is on Master Chief and everything, then it looks like at least 343 kind of listened to the fans or understood kind of the few complaints here and there and i'll just going back to kind of like the original style of halo what made it really successful and what made it one of the best games around <laughs> so um yeah i'm looking forward to it i think i do believe um my problem with halo 5 was that 343 industry they really focused with the story being that you know you had to buy books you had to buy comics and you had to understand all these things before you played halo 5 uh yep. pain mode so that just put a lot of people off i imagine and you know with Locke coming into it it's just like who the hell is this i mean it's just luke cage's face on a spartan body <laughs> I, mean, I mean that's the guy isn't it it's uh it's the luke cage actor is that him that's him my culture yeah, 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 yeah there you go yeah <laughs> so it's just him, and he's just like, well, what are you doing here? Get out of here. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it, I think. I think it'll be a good game. I'd like to see more. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: th- yeah, th- there's a lot of information they need to tell us. I I do like what you said about that. Uh, the theories that are floating around. Uh, it'll be very interesting if uh, Cortana is somehow controlling a lot of these agents turning a lot of these uh forces against master chief and he has to basically you know fend for himself going through all of these obstacles that that would be very interesting but uh, I mean I, again I don't know which direction they're going all I know is that it is going to continue the story and if, as we know at the end of, uh, of of that of that particular game halo 5 guardians yeah we, Cortana is revealed to be the the enemy now so Yeah, it's going to be very interesting whatever they do for for Halo Infinite. But uh, we'll have to wait and see, get some more information.
2: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's all about the multiplayer with a lot of Halo fans now anyway. So Mm -hmm. even if the campaign isn't much of a focus too many, the multiplayer is clearly going to do well. And um, yeah, yeah, probably another Halo tournament on the way (laughs) coming with that if it's possible to do it with Halo Infinite. But
0: yeah, yeah. So so I just have one final question to ask Before we move on to the next topic And this is for Gary Uh, Have you heard enough Whereas now you will consider Getting the next Halo game If it comes, well when it comes to Windows 10 Because we know it's going to be on PC Or or are you just no longer A fan of Halo at all
1: Uh, If they put in some some Loot boxes, some mechs Some healers Some uh, snipers you know, things like that. Then I'll buy it day one. <laughs> basically, right, well. basically make it like Overwatch. That's what I'm trying to say.
0: Uh, well, well, I don't know about that. You know, we have to see about that. But uh yeah, Halo Five multiplayer was awesome. So yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. What no, but, we'll but
1: seriously, I like I seriously though. Like, since it is coming to PC, I will give it a try when it does come out. Because I would probably just get Game Pass, and then you know, I'll give it a try.
2: I, th- I think the Halo 5 multiplayer put me off a lot oh. I, barely, I barely played to be honest I, I watched my brother play a lot and just to see the frustration going into <laughs> him um, as I'm an older person now getting older from like playing Halo and stuff Watching the frustration that game can bring out in people, I'm just like, nah. You know, I, I need to be calm. I can't, I can't handle this pointless stress. <laughs> but I think also the microtransaction did put me off a little bit. That was like one of the first time I've seen that happen in games, and it's just like you see so many kids playing the games, and you know they've just like bought the most expensive things as much as they could, and just armor themselves to be the best <laughs> player there and yeah, it, it
1: just kind so of. So it was boring, like pay to it. win or something.
2: It felt that way for me a little bit. I mean, other people are going to have different experiences and stuff, but for me, it was. Um, it felt like a you know you need to pay loads to be the best player there, or just at least stand up against the best players. And yeah, watching it consume people is again it's the whole debate about gambling basically in games, and it's not a nice thing, but. That's, uh, again, another subject, another time. I hope this online thing will be much better experience and, yeah, just have a lot of fun with it, really. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to Halo coming out. Mm. Wow.
0: Sounds good. Okay. Any final thoughts before we move on to the next topic?
1: I am good. Yeah, I'm good.
0: Okay, so another topic worth discussing. Uh, and this is obviously, once again, we have to give Microsoft congratulations. It was reported that uh, Xbox made $10 billion uh, so far this, this year. Uh, according to the actual numbers, gaming revenue increased $643 million, while Xbox software and services revenue increased 36%, mainly from third-party title strength. And we also can report that 57 million people are now using Xbox Live according to Microsoft's uh, numbers. So I just wanted to, to get you guys' thoughts on this particular topic. You know, you you want to congratulate uh, Xbox. And uh, uh, I, I like to ask the question because I know this question is going to be asked. Now, do you think because of this increase in sales, because Microsoft is making all this money, do you think that they now are in a position to catch up to Sony? So... How about you answer this question first gary since uh a lot of people tend to think that you are a playstation fanboy so what are your thoughts on this topic
1: yeah um i think in terms of this generation here it's already a wrap for microsoft in my opinion and i i know a lot of people aren't gonna like to hear that (laughs) but but i think next because we already know they're working on new consoles like we already know this next generation i feel like they've got a hell of a head start now um, and i think some some things are probably going to change when those new consoles come out Um they've got studios behind them now and these like see th- this is where this goes back to my feelings towards e3 right because they sh- they talked about the new studios and you know they are uh, they hyped up all these exclusives but really they were kind of manipulating the words a little bit but Uh-oh. but but like here's what i think though like Whereas they, it was all smoke and mirrors in terms of them having a lot of games now. I don't. I feel like they don't have a lot of games still. But next generation, they're going to be stacked. They're going to have tons of games because all those studios that they bought, I feel like they're working on games for the next console in mind. You know, like that's probably they're, they're probably forward thinking right now. So they're working on games that they'll probably come out on Xbox One too. But they're thinking ahead. And those games are going to be made to work with the next Xbox, I think. So I think when we get to that next generation, those next, you know, the next PlayStation, next Xbox, that's when we're going to see, like, the, the competition is going to heat back up at that point. Um, and that's when Microsoft has a good chance to shine again and, you know, become the, the top doc. So that's what i think but you know in terms of now it's great to hear that you know the they are getting more accounts that more users more sales and everything but i think sony just has too much of a of a lead at the moment for them to really make an impact you know in 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 terms of sony's success um and of course the switch as well the switch is really going up there too so um yeah, I feel like this generation, you know, they're, they're probably going to come in third place. And there's nothing wrong with that because that's still a lot of money coming in third Uh-oh. place. Uh-oh. You know, so that, that's not even me dissing them. Like, you know, that that's a good position to be in third place. But I feel like next generation is when we, we could possibly see the tide shift a little bit. So that's my thought.
0: So so I, I do have some controversial things to say about this, but I'm going to go to Rams first to see if he has anything he wants to say.
2: Um, <laughs> I'm going to be diplomatic and say these last couple of years have been a great year for gaming. Um, <laughs> as an owner of both Xbox One and PS4, um, I've enjoyed both consoles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> i i think i think it's it's good for xbox definitely they're, i mean they're always going to make money no matter what and the last two e3 shows that they've had i was i was really impressed with them you know i i like that the games that they showed be it exclusive or not i don't really know the whole shindig about like whether they do have dibs on games first or whatever certain games are exclusive and here and there but i think especially when they announce that they're gonna They're already preparing for a new console. It just shows their intention to kind of reclaim top spot and reclaim, you know, certain fans around who may have potentially turned their heads after the the first time Xbox One was getting presented and stuff. So uh, yeah, no, I think they're in a good direction. I think they're going to do well, and they they already are doing well clearly. And um, yeah good on them for making money (laughs) i
0: agree uh i I agree 100 percent uh like i said when i heard the news about this this stuff i I, yeah it's, it's very very surprising but man it's very good for microsoft you know i know that at the very beginning of this console generation they did not start off on a good foot with the xbox one and the way that they presented that console because they wanted people to think that it was more about entertainment and not so much about games And then ever since Phil Spencer took over, they have been trying to repair that message. Um, So I'm glad to see that it is working so far. Uh, I do believe, as Gary stated, the next generation will certainly be a very, very good, very, very, very good generation. And I would say Xbox can certainly get to the number one spot next generation because they are positioning themselves for the future. All the studios they announced uh, most of those games you won't see till next uh, generation. I do know that uh, the initiative, that studio has just been formed. So, whatever they're working on, I really don't think it's going to be done within the next two years. It's probably going to take a little bit longer. But, uh, yeah. Uh, we had Ninja Theory. I'm pretty sure they're going to release the game next generation. We have uh, whatever um, Playground Games is working on, uh, as people are you know, thinking that it's the next Fable game, you're definitely going to see that next generation. And actually, I would not be surprised if you get a teaser f- for that trailer at Gamescom next month because they did say they have some surprises at Gamescom that they're going to be talking about. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, the future looks bright for Xbox. Um, and I will make this statement, and-, and obviously this might be controversial to some. It's going to surprise some of you who actually listen to this show, but if you've seen me on Xbox a lot recently, well, maybe that is because I recently upgraded my Xbox console, and I actually have an X now. So, I will be talking about that in the future, once I actually see a lot of these third-party titles, and I can make a comparison as to how it runs on the Xbox One X, because I know everyone says the game their games run better on the x so we're gonna find out whether or not that theory is correct because uh we actually have the console now and we can see whether or not that's the case but yeah i will be on xbox i do plan to buy a lot of the third-party titles this fall on xbox um so yeah i'm very curious to see how much better it runs but i can tell you right now I, i enjoy the xbox one x you know, it definitely is a significantly faster than the original Xbox One console. Um, so, looking forward to seeing how all these other games run on the console as they start to get released later this year.
2: I, I do find it interesting, like, just to add onto this conversation, the the marketing scheme, exactly, of Microsoft. I like... I, well, I find it interesting, anyways, that they've kind of taken the Nintendo... Uh, format of you know being family fun with your friends, multiplayer everything multiplayer play with the friends on the best console and this that, but obviously using the games and uh, developers that they have in their power um, more so than what Nintendo can provide um and it's interesting because you see that and you see you know they want people to feel like. Oh, it's multiplayer on Xbox, you know, play with your friends on Xbox. This that uh, not on PlayStation, and then you just you see people uh, Sony's games on the PlayStation, and a lot of them are you know single player stuff, long, uh good stories, but they are single player. And it's like it's an interesting thing to me, like uh seeing as though they're trying to say like Sony, Sony don't want you to play with friends, <laughs> sort of thing. Um, they they just want you to play these like long driven story games whereas if you want real fun and everything, come join Xbox and all that stuff. Um it's interesting. I like that. Well, it, well, hey, I
0: i I I have to agree, it definitely is interesting. Uh, I, I do think though that um I I think they are gonna definitely have some uh some single player games as well now because some of those studios I can almost guarantee are going to be working on some single player games. Whatever Ninja Theory does
2: next, I would not be surprised if that's a single player game. Um, oh yeah, I mean uh, I don't I don't blame them for making single player games. Obviously they will have that. It's just in order to get more people uh, they're like subtly sort of just saying, hey look, this is a multiplayer game and it's on Xbox. Like, you can't play it anywhere else better than Xbox. Sort of thing. That's true. It's quite, it's quite an interesting look at like how they're acting and stuff. Like you watch the E three uh, uh, thing that they had, and they're, they're like more playful, if I am honest, regards to how they presented the games and how they got these people out and say like, And this game, you could play with your friends." Look at these people pretending to play the game, and Sony didn't do that. <laughs> so, and you know, I can understand then if people are like, "Oh, hang on." You know, I wanna, want play with my mates. I wanna play with my friends. Let's get an Xbox together. Absolutely. But yeah. Nah. It will be an interesting year once um, Xbox announced their new console and everything. And um, yeah, it's good for gaming, put that way.
0: I agree, hundred percent. Yes. So, uh, Gary, did you have any other thoughts you wanted to add before we move on to the next topic?
1: Uh, not really.
0: Okay, so so since uh, you mentioned new consoles, uh, Rams, I'm going to segue to this other story. This is the final story before we get to the main topic. And that is that, you know, recently, earlier this week, uh, Major Nelson announced on his blog that Microsoft would be having new hardware... Um, Basically, he said new hardware in, 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 in uh, of course, 25 games that are going to be t- spoken, spoken about at Gamescom. Now, he edited that post later because people saw new hardware. They instantly thought, oh, this must be the next Xbox. But he edited that post later to reveal new Xbox One bundles in 25 games. So obviously, this new console thing... We do know Microsoft is obviously working on a new console. Phil Spencer announced it at E3 at the end of the conference. Well, towards the middle of the conference when they talked about uh, the studios, so on and so forth. Um, But um, now that we know that they have stuff coming at Gamescom, I just wanted to get you guys quick thoughts on what we might see at their Gamescom presentation. Because they said 25 games, there'll be some surprises. Some surprises. Obviously, there will be a lot of games that we've already seen, maybe some final trailers, because this is the final time they're going to be able to show a lot of things before the holiday season. So I just wanted to get you guys quick thoughts on what we might see at the Gamescom show. Uh, So how about you go first, Rams?
2: I suppose it will be the games that they didn't show this year, but showed last year. Um, I'm specifically pointing out The Last night which is a game I'm really looking forward to. Um, I'm actually genuinely looking forward to that game. Uh, I love the whole cyberpunk vibe, and that, for Xbox, um, that trailer, the cool song, and the whole style of the mixing retro with uh, 3D elements in the background, and having this pixelated character run around like it's fade to black 2D or something, (laughs) Um, it looked really cool. But then... I've heard nothing about it since. I we didn't even get to see it this year at E3. Um, I think the happy few as well. Like we heard about it a couple of years ago, I think, and then the year after that, uh, nothing. And then this year, it seems like a little bit of a brand new game, if anything. I guess they've taken feedback in from the time they released it as a you know a beta. Um. And now the game looks absolutely different. So, I suppose those two games are what I'm intrigued to see if they show up at Gamescon. I think um, we—is it the Happy Few or We Happy Few? Can't remember. It's uh, we, we We Happy Few. We Happy Few. Okay, yeah, We Happy Few and The Last Night. I mean, I think those games will be will be kind of surprise hits, in my opinion. Yeah, so uh, they're the only two games I'm looking forward to. If anything, uh, everything else I, I assume will be kind of the same. I think Forza will kind of get more of a more of a detailed look at uh, Gamescom. Um, I don't really know what surprises there could be, but again, at a gaming event for gamers, um, anything is fun right now. To be honest, because. It's been it's been a good couple of years <laughs> for it, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm up for anything really. But I, w- I would love to see more of the last night, uh, like a, just a gameplay trailer of it, or you know, just like a playthrough video would be pretty cool.
0: I I agree with that. That is a very very good pick because I completely forgot about that game from last year, um, and it is coming out this year. You know, at least from all indications, that hasn't been pushed, uh, delayed. It said worldwide 2018 relief. So um,
2: all right.
0: yeah, we're definitely going to see that. Um, cool. A- as for We Happy Few, uh, that game is actually coming out uh, on August 10th. So that's coming out in, that, in about, a two, about two or three weeks. Um, ah. <laughs> and that, and see, that's that's going to be good.
2: Yeah, see, I, I'm, I'm like... Very slow with gaming news, but I just kind of try and try and pick up things that I'm always in the dark. I'm always oh, in, no. like hiding Oh no, it's t- it's totally fine. That's totally
0: fine. But uh, I I also look forward to that game because I didn't get a chance. I know it was uh, they had it in early access on the Xbox preview program, but I didn't even bother getting that because I wanted to wait for the finished game. And as you said, they made a lot of changes to the game since then. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to that also, um, without a doubt. Uh, As for uh, what I think is going to also be there, I think you were 100% right about Playground showing more Forza because I think uh, a lot of people love that game, not to mention the fact the studio was based out of the UK, but this is also why I think Playground is going to show a teaser for this other game they're working on that is supposedly supposed to be Fable since phil spencer said at the last conference xbox that we're going to talk about this game a little bit later i could very well see them debuting a teaser at gamescom and that would be awesome if they did that that's one surprise i think would be yeah pretty awesome but uh we'll see if they decide to do that um as for any other predictions for the conference itself i I would say We'll definitely get some release dates. A lot of the other ID and Xbox titles, games like uh, Ashen, uh, Tunic, stuff like that. I think we will absolutely, definitely get release dates because a lot of that stuff is coming out this year. Um, we know uh, Ori in the Will of the Wisp is coming out 2019, so I don't know if they'll show anything more from that. Um, and then obviously. They'll probably show more from a lot of the third-party titles they, ha- they have that are coming out this year and early next year, um, similar to what they did at uh, the Microsoft conference. But in terms of any other surprises, I don't really have any idea what else they could show um, because, again, they, 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 they I think they showed a lot at the Microsoft conference. So I think at this point, we just need to get a couple of release dates, so a couple of confirmations. Maybe they can announce that there are other indies that are coming to Xbox first. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know what else they can announce. But it's going to be a lot to look forward to, I will say that much. Um, so how about you, Gary? I want to finish off with you. What What do you think that they, Microsoft may talk about at their Gamescom show?
1: Yeah, I mean, so since, like, you know... Um what threw everyone off you know like they when they said new hardware whatever but they actually meant like accessories and things like that so they're probably going to show like new controllers and new you know maybe like a new line of controllers and things like that and i'll actually be interested in that because i'm i actually need to get a new um xbox controller for pc because i've been using like the old xbox 360 one that with the cord and everything um, and the thing is, a lot of games now on PC, when you use the controller, like because there's certain games where I like to use a controller, like RPGs or you know things like that, where the 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 the, the button commands are a bit more complicated. Like for certain things, I like to use a controller. So um, I like a lot of the button commands are uh, showing like the new icons. And that always throws me off because you know the the guide icon and the menu icon, and I'm still using a 360 controller, so for me it's like still the start icon and the options icon or whatever it was. So like that always confuses me. So I need to upgrade to the new controller so I know exactly what symbols they're talking about in the games and stuff. So, but um, but yeah, uh, I think they're probably going to show a lot, you know, some new stuff like that, some new accessories and. Uh, thing maybe some different bundles for the Xbox One S and Xbox One X and things of that nature. Um, and in terms of games, it, they they better show us a Fire Crackdown demo or something because like because <laughs> yeah, I mean, like if I was an Xboxer owner like I'd be like, w- like should I even be interested in this game or not? Like it's been like five years or something. Like uh, so. Hello.
2: What is happening with that game, seriously? Like, it's not even a create-your-own-character thing either. I mean, I can understand if that is the reason why it's taking so long, but it's not even. It's just such a random game that they're delaying, and I don't know if it has unnecessary hype <laughs> behind it or whatever, but it's
1: so weird. Yeah, like it's it's about time they get that game out into the world cuz it's a bit embarrassing at this point in my opinion. <laughs> so. Um but yeah, um and probably you know more of the stuff you guys mentioned, uh, I I could picture seeing some of those games, definitely Forza cuz the European market is huge for for driving games and stuff, so um yeah, I I don't expect to see, you know, E3-level announcements or anything, which probably just a lot of, like, gameplay demos and announcing new uh, accessories and things like that and bundles. So that's kind of what I expect to see.
0: So speak, speaking of Forza, I would just add, I, I fully expect to see an Xbox One bundle for that game because that's like you said, that market is really into racing games. So I definitely see them announcing that because I recall... When they announced a bundle for, I believe it was Forza Motorsport six. Uh, so yeah, I, that's definitely gonna happen.
2: Um, because I, I, I didn't mention hardware. I guess, in my opinion, I doubt they would show anything of it. But wasn't there recently, going back to Skyscraper, um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson? He visited like a amputee community and he got to talking with them and xbox actually created and developed these controllers specifically for people with disabilities and amputees and stuff um i think that would kind of be cool to be honest to show uh as new hardware it kind of brings in an interesting new audience um you know people who are gaming and have disabilities and it just brings that audience in and Again, it's something good for a community to kind of enjoy. And obviously, new technology is always accepted in the way forward with things in life. And um, that would be kind of cool if that became like an official lineup of hardware. Um, I can't really see much else otherwise. Maybe again, like as you guys said, new controllers specifically for PC and Xbox. And yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that that yeah that that right there is a very good point. What you said about the controller, I believe it's the adaptive controller. Uh, that uh, they did show some of that stuff at behind closed doors uh, at the uh, Microsoft event that I was at uh, back in June. But yeah, I, I I do think that they they may highlight that even even further and show more of that there. So that is a very good guess as to what we could see. Um. Yeah, but Sounds awesome, yes So, I mean, I'm looking forward to Gamescom I'm curious to see what they show And as, as, once again You you mentioned the last night I completely forgot about that game, so now I'm excited Because uh, I do remember it Now that you mentioned it, so Looking forward to that But uh, Any uh, final thoughts Before we Go to our main discussion for today
1: Uh, I'm good. I'm good.
0: All right. So the main topic for today's show, uh, in the spirit, in the tradition of Gary, who has these topics that uh, we are discussing more on because, you know, there isn't really too much gaming news during the summertime. Uh, This week, we're going to talk about our top three Telltale games. Um, I know that uh, Rams has played pretty much almost every Telltale game. And I have also played a majority of the games, Uh, Gary. uh, We will see about that because you will be put to the test today. So um,
1: I've played like pretty much all of them except Borderlands and Minecraft and uh, Batman Season Two. Or wait, what was the last season? Season Two, right? Yeah, Season Um, Two.
0: Well, I, I will have to say this, Gary. I have to give you a thumbs down for not playing Borderlands because that game that was absolutely fantastic.
1: Yeah, so, I, I I own it, and I keep telling myself to to just play it, but yeah, I just never get around to it.
2: But no, yeah, to be to be fair, I didn't even know there was a Back to the Future uh, Telltale game, so I'm just like, why? Oh, did that, I was, that? that was the first one, right?
0: Oh yeah, What's well, I, that, well that that wasn't the first one. I, I mean, I, I I did play that. Yeah, because they they've made they've been making games since 2005. They they had a lot of the. Yeah, yeah. Sam and Max. I actually played some of those games on my old, old, old computer back in the day when I was a kid. Um, but it's nothing like the episodic stuff that they've done uh, as of, you know, over the last 10 or so years.
1: I thought the I thought the Back to the Future one was like the first episodic one or whatever, but I, I guess I'm wrong. Uh, okay, well, see, uh, I'm
2: I'm, I'm going to be a loser and say you know obviously from Walking Dead is when I kind of knew of Telltale games. I know they have done games beforehand, but yeah, Walking Dead well, unfortunately the one that introduced me to it. All.
0: Well, 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 I think I think to be fair that the Walking Dead that is one of their most popular uh, games that they've done. So I I don't think it's bad to. To say that you were introduced at that point because I think that is really the that's when things started turning around from them for them significantly when they released that. Uh, so that's 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 nothing wrong with that point. But um, to answer your question, Gary, uh, in terms of episodic, uh, no, uh, Back to the Future wasn't the first. They had also had Sam and Max, um, as well as uh, Monkey Island, and a few other games that they've done. So. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. But that's okay. But so the top three games, I'm going to go to you first, Gary, because I'm curious what you're going to say, because I don't really know what all games you have played, but uh, feel free to let us know what your top three are.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, like, going into this, I, I had my list all set out and everything, and then I started thinking again, and I was like, hmm, maybe, maybe I need to change this a little bit. But, um, okay. So, I. Uh, oh, this is is actually tough. Um, oh, let me think, let me think, let me think. Uh, Okay, so number, I'm gonna go from number three to number one, right? So, ah, this is tough. (laughs) This is actually tough. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. So, I'm gonna say that last Walking Dead season, Walking Dead. Season 3 I believe it was That really impressed me Because season 2 was kind of meh in my opinion um, But that season 3 was pretty good And it got me interested in the, the story And Clementine's development Again and everything So um, so I think I, I'm going to have to say Walking Dead season 3 Is my number 3 um, And then number 2 uh, see, they, like, I'm glad this is finally coming back, but th- this is one of the standout Telltale series for me, and that's The Wolf Among Us. That you know, that they only did one season, but that entire season I was hooked. That you know, it, I was really intrigued by the world of like that actually got me into the world of Fables, you know, Rams too, because he told me a lot about it as well. But I just loved that that entire world and how they presented it. Um, and you know, uh, the, it was just amazing to me. You know, Wolf Among Us, uh, it was so close to being my number one, to be honest with you. Like, is is really close to being number one for me? Um, but yeah, the, the Wolf Among Us that I think that's definitely one of the standout Telltale games of the entire series, uh, of like all the different properties they have. And I'm so glad that they're finally, you know, bringing that back now. Um, I actually even started reading the comics and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the Wolf Among Us, like just how they portrayed all the, the, the different fairy tales and the characters and everything and, uh, you know, the decisions you make. And, you know, I, I just feel like that game was pretty incredible. Um, and I, that's one of the ones I would really recommend people play as well. Um, so that's my number two. Number one it has to be that first walking dead man like um that was just it was just special like that that's what really got me hooked on on these games at that point in time i was close to saying telltale is like the best developer out like just because like it was it was so uh was like a breath of fresh air playing those games like because it was so story driven and we was at a time where you know call of duty was dominate dominating and All these like first person shooters These army you know games And stuff like that Um, So this was like playing Walking Dead That first season was a breath Of fresh air and it just felt amazing To play like just something so Story driven and I was actually Behind you know like I think Everyone played it before I did Which meant that I had like I could Just binge it you know like you know like how Sometimes you let a series of a Show go by so you can just binge the whole Thing that's literally what i did with walking dead and i played it in like you know a couple days or something i played like all the episodes and i was just hooked the entire time um and yeah it was special to me man like the bond between lee and clementine and you know just just the decisions you have to make to try and protect yourself and protect you know this this vulnerable child and everything like that like uh it was it was just it was something else you know um I think the only other game that's gone close to that s- same kind of feel is The Last of Us and that's why people like that so much, you know, but um, The First Walking Dead did, did a phenomenal job with the storytelling and putting you into the, the zombie apocalypse and into that scenario um, so that's definitely number one for me. Um, I do want to say I really did enjoy Batman Season 1 but I, I don't know, like I feel like at that point there was a lot of bugs that was starting to show in the telltale engine and you know certain things like that and i think that kind of set it back for me um so i didn't you know it it didn't make my list but i thought it was good and uh considering they telltale had free reign to do whatever they wanted with these characters i feel like they did a you know they did they did a good job experimenting like that um so that's an honorable mention I, w- I also want to say the Game of Thrones series was trash. I ended up hating it, so... Yeah, that, that's not even... <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> that was great! It was actually really good! <laughs> uh, I, I ended up hating it, to be honest, but yeah, I mean... Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Um, and I need to play Borderlands, but yeah, um, that's my list, so it's Walking Dead 3 at number 3, The Wolf Among Us, and Walking Dead 1, that's my list.
0: Very, very good list. Yeah, sounds good. And very good explanations. So, uh, I'm going to go to you next, Rams. Uh, how, 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 how about your your list of the top three telltale games?
2: Yeah, uh, it's it's quite tough actually, having to think about it more and more. But trying to form it now in my mind, like what goes where, uh, it might be a tad bit obvious to be the. Um, I think. Number three, I'd go with Tales from the Borderlands. Um, I I kept thinking I should put that two in my mind, but then uh, reasons that Gary has <laughs> said earlier about some of the games kind of made sense to have it at three. I think for Telltale, that's kind of one of their most perfect games that they can create, uh, being it, the Borderlands series. Uh, I remember talking it a long time ago. Uh, with you guys, actually, that if there was any game that they could pick, any franchise that they can pick out, uh, Borderlands would be awesome. And then a year later, they they announced Tales from the Borderlands. And um, it was, it's a laugh. It's an absolute fun game. Um, I like the way it's sort of a continuation from the second game, um, how they kind of implemented Handsome Jack. Um the characters are just a laugh. There's a certain scene in the game where they're like doing finger shooting, uh, the wink and the gun shooting thing, and you got to do quick time event for that. And the whole office is just falling for it and playing it, and it, it was an absolute laugh. And um, yeah, the art style suits it. The art styles pretty much similar to one another, and uh, it's uh, it's a really it was a really smart, fun. Uh, game and the the kind of work with the two characters, like you play as both of them, um, it worked really well. Like, the interaction between them both and they were likeable as well. There wasn't really anything to hate about any of the characters. Um, and again, Borderlands itself is such a great game with a great soundtrack and it works well with music and the action scenes and stuff. So... Uh, the one thing I didn't like is they killed off that mechanic guy. Um, spoiler alert: if you haven't played *Tales from the Borderlands. sorry, Gary. Uh, <laughs> 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 but yeah, well, I, I
1: guess I don't need to play it now.
2: No, yeah, sorry, I, I completely forgot you haven't even played it yet. But um, yeah, I won't say anymore. <laughs> he was a, he was a lovable character in uh, *Borderlands*. I'm just going to say that much. Um, number two is The First Walking Dead. Uh, let's see, again, contemplating with this and the, the game that I've decided to put number one, it's, again, it's, as Gary said, it kind of was a breath of fresh air playing that game. Um, considering how I feel about the show, TV show itself, I'm not really a fan of it. Uh, I do love the comic books, though, more and more. I just recently read the last, latest two volumes, and... It was, it was really good actually but it just picked up completely from the last few volumes before uh, and this game just is clearly more focused on the comic storyline than it is like following the TV show and it was done really really well it was written really well um, the connection and you know the amount you feel to protect Clementine with Lee Uh, Lee's not even a hateful, hateful character. Um, The characters in there, they make you feel stuff, basically. And that's, that's one of the best things about a good game like The Walking Dead season one. Uh, Season three is an honorable nod um, because it does the same thing. And yeah, uh, the surprises that come into Walking Dead and, you know, the choices you make, they they did take effect. I mean, it kind of seemed like it got lazier, in my opinion, in the later Telltale games. But in this one especially, it was like, it felt like a first-time thing. You know, you're actually part of the game. You're making these choices. And it, and then, in a weird manner, it makes you question yourself. Like, why did I choose to kill that guy? Or why did I choose to kill that person here and there? And You know, um, yeah. It, yeah. So that started everything for Telltale completely, in my opinion, and a breath of fresh air game. Um, Love the characters. I still miss Lee to this day. And, um, uh, yeah, Clementine's very cool. I'm looking forward to season four because of season one alone. And, uh, number one, it's, yeah, it's an obvious pick on my part. I I have to go with Wolf Among Us, amongst us. Um, I'm, I'm a sucker for the storyline as it is. I love the whole dark, twisted world of fairy tale characters coming into the real world and it's just not as glamorous and not as, you know, wonderful as we've all imagined it. Um, I love the concept of, you know, they only exist because of how popular they are. I mean, that's not implemented in the game itself, but that's kind of the whole fables, uh, ideal. And I think that will play definitely in season two. Um, but yeah, I, I love that it's all kind of dark and, you know, Cinderella's not as rich. Prince Charming is just like a douchebag. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's Beauty and the Beast. Sorry. Not Cinderella and Prince Charming. Um, yeah, they're, they're all just like poor in this world. And um, yeah, you got the guy who looks like the WWE wrestler, Dolph Ziggler, Jack from Jack and the Beanstalk, he's there and he's just kind of like the shady dude. Um, and then you got Bigby, Bigby, who obviously is the big bad wolf, and he's like the best character there. <laughs> he's the main guy that you all love, even though he's like the most hated in story of Red Riding Hood. Um, yeah, that 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 whole fantasy world is impressive to me. I love it and. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to season two, definitely. I think um, if they have more focus, I guess, on the fairy fairy tale land. And my thought of that would be that Goldilocks is going to be involved in it. Uh, For those who don't read fables, uh, I think Goldilocks is like a rebel assassin. And so she's quite interesting in the comic books. So in this game, um, I'm looking forward to see what she does uh if she's in it that is uh in general i'm just looking forward to the game but yeah wolf among us my number one pick um honorable mentions i'm gonna stick up for game of thrones solely because uh at that point uh when i said earlier that telltale kind of felt a bit lazy regards to the whole the choice you make will affect future games it kind of didn't in my opinion but game of thrones is the type of game, again, that's kind of suits Telltale uh, logic, where, you know, if you watch the show, everyone pretty much dies. All the favorite characters you like die. So when I started playing Game of Thrones, I just felt like, screw it, if I die, I die. If I don't, I don't. And, you know, they put you in very difficult situations because you somewhat do care for some characters and somewhat don't. And then, um, yeah, I think they actually pulled it off really well in my opinion. Um, The first time I played it, I didn't like it. But the second time, yeah, sure, why not? Um, And Walking Dead Season 3, I thought bringing in fresh characters was a good shout. Um, I liked the the main character. I'm probably the only person that didn't like the woman, um, because I just felt like that was just such a weird move. You're still married, what are you doing? And (laughs) I didn't like it. hey, it's weird. It was just like, she's hitting on you and she's like, you're clearly married. Like,
1: hey, hey. Yeah, I, I didn't like that whole like brother angle. Like you're like your brother's woman. It's
2: well, like, hold on language. a second. Yeah, it's just so weird. It was like the brother as well. He was just so, he's like, take care of the family. He's like, okay, you better take care of the family. Okay, I will. Why don't you take care of the family? It's like, you take care of the family. Why are you like this? Uh, like, oh, <laughs> shut up, man. It was like, well, hold
0: on a second. It, now, it, 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 a question for, for both Gary and, and, and you too, Rams. Would it be fair to say that perhaps the writers were watching The Affair when they was writing
2: the script for this particular uh, season? <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen The Affair TV show, so yeah. <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> but they, they, they were clearly watching some fucked up, kind of incest type shit. So,
2: yeah. It was just weird. Was that That kind of put me off. I think that's one of the reasons, maybe, is putting me off for putting in my top three. Top five, definitely, but not top three. It was a great game, though. Uh, nonetheless, it was like really fun. Um, I like that Clementine came to her own and that you didn't... I don't think you actually played her at all, uh, which was nice. You only played her in her flashbacks, I guess. And then um, that that kind of was cool. I like the idea of just having her as the sidekick but she's a focus for sure but she's there to help you not the other way around this time
1: yeah i I actually really liked that like the fact that she's she's a distant character kind of but like you know she's a focal point but you know she's in the background and you have your own kind of path as well
2: so, yeah yeah. That's I mean, cool. you know her and you know what she's capable of doing and it's just like you don't need to play out to her. her she just can handle herself because she's quite the badass um, but then I also like the first season because I do like that there was a connection between Lee and Clementine and you did want to protect her she's a baby after all she's like a, a little child but you see her grow up and she's become like you know she's learned so much And it's also following with the whole Walking Dead story. Like, what you learn from Walking Dead in general is that these kids are growing up and they're just growing up learning how to just survive and constantly survive and killing and murder and war. And it's like, that's the world that they grew up in and that's how they are going to act and stuff. So, um, yeah, no, those are my couple of honorable mentions and my top three in general overall.
1: I, I want to ask, like, what first of all, what's your thoughts on Batman, and then secondly, did you play Guardians of the Galaxy?
2: Uh, I didn't play Guardians of the Galaxy. I keep forgetting that actually exists. <laughs> but Batman, uh, I think with that game, it it's it's weird because that's to me is where Telltale is just kind of like deliberately annoying you with those games like the situations that they put you in that game are deliberately no matter what you do it's your fault sort of thing it's like you could save harvey dent and get catwoman injured and then alfred will be there in the background be like how dare you hurt a woman and then if you do the other way around it's like how dare you let harvey dent's face get burnt or something and it's like what i can't win can i like (laughs) You, there's there's just no winning in that game and then I completed season 2 uh, a couple of months back now and it just kind of felt the same thing, it was like Alfred was like I'm leaving and in my mind I wanted to be like fine, go, get lost I, I don't need this but then because you know Batman and you know consciously like you want Alfred to stay or something you're just like, ah. Oh fine, I'll play the game of, you know, saying I'll never be Batman again and kind of contradict it in the next season if that ever comes out and stuff. Um, It was okay. The Batman games were fine, but I just did not like the decision makings because it just felt like no matter what I did, it would be wrong anyways. Even, you know, fighting the Joker felt wrong. Like there was some guilt trip from some character just making you feel crappy about it was my fault that the Joker became what he's become. Um, and so on and so forth.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I feel like, you know, I, I was telling Rich this as well, but I feel like with uh, that ending um, with the, you know, like you deciding not to be Batman or whatever, I feel like they're going to just overwrite that in like the first two minutes of the next season. Exactly. going to be like, oh, Alfred's going to be like, oh, we need you, we need you to do this, we need you to save Gotham, or something like that.
2: Exactly, it's just pointless. And it was in, like, even the first episode of Season 2 as well. It Like, um, I don't know how, I can't even remember what happened, but in my game, Alfred was just really ill and shocked from the last episode of the first season. I think he got hit by the gas or something. And he just... Kept milking that injury <laughs> in each episode. I swear to God, he was just like, Ugh, "If that thing didn't happen in episode five, season one, I would not be this frail." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, on, Alfred, on. calm the fuck down. Like, I- I'm done with this. It's like, move on. You're just old.
1: it's just it's, it's the Alfred like, from uh from Batman and Robin because he. Yeah, was <laughs> <laughs>
2: it is him. It's just him. Just the old frail, like. <laughs> I'm your father. Ah, you're the son I never, wish I always had. Ah, whatever. I don't know. It was, just, it was just so annoying. It was just like guilt trip after guilt trip, and I just had enough at that point.
0: So, so I, I just, I just, I just, I just, just want to ask a quick question. So, you, was you, did your Alfred end up with an eye patch? Because mine's did because <laughs> Lady Art Arkham beat the hell out of him.
2: <laughs> no, no, mine was just shriveled and um, just like cuffing a lot he had the flu basically but he was playing it up so much from like lady arkham but no, he, he didn't have an eye patch i don't think i made him fight lady arkham
0: oh oh well my my Alfred <laughs> guy got his ass whooped so i guess he had a right to be uh angry uh towards the end of the season.
2: and that's what i mean it's like no matter what decision you make the outcome is always gonna make you feel like crap basically it's like your right. you, your ending seems more viable as to why he's upset at you. Like you got him an eye patch. Because <laughs> you got the crap beaten out of him. Whereas mine, he just he was just he just had the flu. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what else I can say than that.
1: <laughs> you're, you're supposed to buy him some medicine.
2: I'm Batman. I'm too busy for that. <laughs>
0: he, he wants you to buy him medicine and stop and stop saving people. Stop saving the city. That's what he wants.
2: Yeah, I also think that was a bit of a cliche storyline. Like, just the whole "oh, stop being Batman, live your life." And it's like, nah. I mean, can't do that. There isn't anyone else at that point. Like, the game didn't build up exactly any other superheroes in the game. It's like you and your mind already think like, well, if there's no Batman, then crime's just gonna keep going, and the police are corrupt. We have played through that many times as it is. It's like, why would you make me stop being Batman? I'm protecting the city, sort of thing. Uh, so yeah, to me personally, like, just the story was just a bit meh. Yeah,
0: yeah. I understand that. Well, well, I I think those are still great great picks and honorable mentions, and and you both have made my list now even harder to uh, create because uh, there's a lot to say. So let me go ahead and start off with. Uh, something controversial my honorable mention actually is batman the enemy within but not because of the stuff that that we complained about i think we can all i think i can agree definitely with what you said rams about not liking the way they handle some of the stuff i will the reason why i say it's an honorable mention though is because of what they tried to do with changing some of the characters that they introduced of course you know Spoiler alert for Gary, you know, there is a major death that takes place in this season that I did not see coming. And then when it happened in the first episode, I was like, well, wow, the character that came from that death in uh, the relationship that you have with that character, I thought was interesting the way they handled it. And then at the end of, you know, because it is revealed that that character also had to do with another death that happens in that same episode. And then you have an option to whether or not to arrest that character or to work with work with that character i thought that was a very interesting dynamic because i don't really know if that character was ever introduced in the comics um of course i'm talking about the daughter uh i don't know if that character was ever introduced in the comics. i felt like that was a new take on that plus i also liked that they did include the riddler in the first episode i did not like the fact that he got taken out so quickly but I did like the challenge that he presented because I saw how they put together the riddle system, and I thought that was interesting. I wanted to see more of that, and unfortunately, we didn't get to see that much more because he got taken out very quickly. And I also think that the way they handled the Joker character and the way that the character unraveled as the season went on, I liked how they handled that, but I did not like how when it got to a point where, as you already said, Rams, he still became a bad guy at the end. Now, they had this whole thing where well you can face the Vigilante Joker or the, the Villain Joker. I did not like how they handled that because he still was, was somebody you had to deal with at the end, no matter what. Um, but I will at least say it's an honorable mention because I liked that they tried to take risk with some of the characters that they introduced, some of the newer things that they've done. So for that, I will give them an honorable mention, but it's not good enough to be in the top three, unfortunately. Um... But yes, that is my honorable mention. Uh, another honorable mention, I want to say that I did somewhat like Guardians of the Galaxy. That might be controversial for some because I know that that has gotten mixed reviews. The only thing I like about it, once again, is they really emphasize the team element and the fact that it is a family-oriented uh, you know, group of friends. Each episode was devoted to one of the characters in one of a story Maybe in, like, in, in the case of Rocket Raccoon, the way they developed that character, they actually had a backstory about that tells a little bit more about the character. Um, I thought that stuff was very interesting, so I give them credit for trying to expand upon the characters and in the whole team dynamic. Uh, unfortunately, um, the season did fall off at a certain point. But um, still an honorable mention, I would say, only because I, I admire what they were doing with the characters. And I have to say, hands down... The best soundtrack for a Telltale game because all the music straight from the Guardians, uh, you know, the movies, so on and so forth, they, they they really nailed that. I think that was the single best aspect of that whole season, if if nothing else. Some of the character designs a little questionable, but they nailed that. The design for Thanos was on point. That was fantastic as well. But yeah, the soundtrack, by far the best aspect of that whole season. So I give that an honorable mention. Now to go to my three, and I'll try to be brief. Top three. This is tough. This is very, very tough. Um, Number three, I have to say... uh, Okay, I got to do it. I have to also say Tales from the Borderlands. I was fighting with this one because I thought this should obviously be number one at the top of the list. But... uh, it's very, very hard. But the reason why it is number three, again, I wasn't really a big Borderlands fan. When this game came out, I, I I held off from playing it for so long just because I know I wasn't a fan of Borderlands, but I was curious to see what this was about. And once I started playing it, I was just thoroughly floored by just how fantastic it was. Uh, the comedy, the writing, the fact that you were switching between the characters and thinking about it from a writing standpoint, the fact that they're telling the story from two different perspectives. I just thought it was fantastic all around. Um I I personally still think that this is the series that I think people after Wolf Among Us, this is the series that people are demanding they make another season of. And I don't really know what Telltale is gonna do with that because obviously they are a lot smaller than they were before after they did all those firings, so on and so forth. So I don't really know if they have the manpower to really focus on this. Now obviously Batman, I'm sure, is doing is being very successful for them, and that will provide them even more money. And then, of course, they have The Walking Dead, which will be starting next month. So they definitely will have a lot more money coming in because I'm pretty sure everybody's looking forward to The Walking Dead final season. But uh, I hope that they do get the money because I would love to see where they take this series from here. And then the other thing is Borderlands 3. We know that that's going to eventually get... You know, revealed. We already know it's in development, so I'm curious to know if those characters will appear in that game also. Um, If not, if if there isn't going to be like another uh, Telltale Borderlands game, we'll have to wait and see. But I have to say, definitely, definitely three on my list because it was I was floored by how well the writing was, the comedy, everything. It just came together. Um, So that's definitely number three. Uh, Number two, uh, this is tough. Ah, uh, this is so tough. I have to put The Wolf Among Us at number two. Once again, another game that easily could be number one on my list, but the only reason I put it at number two is because, um, the other game at number one—it's very hard for me to replace that game for some reason, and I'll get into that in a little bit. But Wolf Among Us, absolutely fantastic, and I must—I must admit, you know, I am a older uh, young man. I—I—I I, I do like. To play games that are somewhat mature in the context wolf among us really fascinated me because you know a lot of these fable characters but yet they this is a, a very much an adult themed game with the cussing the violence and all the other stuff you know i love that stuff so obviously and then of course is a detective game as well i mean all of these elements instantly made me interested in the game so many questions about how the season ended so many things left up in the air it makes me wonder what's going to happen next season so i'm looking forward to that but hands down definitely has to be in my top three because it was something that really really uh it made me very interested in the books i actually uh yesterday was at a comic book store and i did see the fable comic so i am going to start reading that so i can get more context into the universe and other stories that were done but yes Hands down, it was, that that was a surprise to me, and I very much love and enjoy that series. Very hard to not put it number one, but it, it has to be on that list. And um, as for my number one pick, uh, unfortunately, it will not be a surprise to some. Uh, I absolutely cannot say enough about The Walking Dead Season 1, because there are just so many things. Uh, obviously, as I already mentioned, I played a lot of the Telltale games that came out before, uh walking dead like i did play back to the future that was an okay game it's not bad at all it just it's not a game that everybody's going to necessarily like and it builds a lot of the nostalgia of the actual movies but it still was a decent game i would say uh sam and max i also played a lot of those games growing up too and i enjoyed those games but At the time I played it, the episodic thing, it took so long for there to be another release of an episode. I just had moved on and didn't really go back to any of those games. So maybe I'll go back to it in the future. But Walking Dead, such an emotionally charged game, just to, to think that you're playing as a character in Lee who doesn't make it at the end. I mean, I think at the time when that game came out, I don't really know too many other games that were out where... The, the main character dies in the game and i would have to go back and check that but it was such an emotional impact because you truly felt like everything you learned about survival you were passing on to clementine and and then to see that character evolve to where she is at now with the upcoming season of the walking dead it makes me very curious to see how they're going to handle that story because in the trailer she's telling aj the little the little kid about how to survive. So. I, I don't know if they're going to kill her off. I would assume that maybe you will have choices within the season that will allow you to, to dictate what happens to her. But um, the Walking Dead season one, is just so many mem- memorable characters. You know, we had Kenny, who was pretty much an asshole that we had to deal with throughout the season, but for good reason, because he suffered so much tragedy with seeing his kid die and his wife die. It's just very, very, very gut-wrenching. But so good with the writing, the context, and it really made you feel for the characters. So um, I have to put that above everything else. I, it, it's difficult to do that. But yes, I mean, The Walking Dead, that has to be one of the games where I've, I've actually replayed that game. I got it on PC. I replayed it on Xbox. I replayed it on PlayStation. Still, to this day, uh, it really had an impact on me in terms of what Telltale was done. And what they are what they have since they have done with creating that series and i'm very curious to see where the studio will be after this because once they're done with the walking dead i mean i don't really know what else we can look forward to obviously wolf among us is next year i don't know what's going to be the main game that they're known for i don't know if it's going to be walking i mean i don't know if it's going to be wolf among us um or even this uh stranger things title that they're working on now i i have no idea what I do know is that uh, Game of Thrones is still getting Season 2. So, obviously, there are some people that did enjoy that season, aside from Gary. Um, but uh, we'll have to see how that turns out. But, yeah, I, I have to say for right now, uh, Walking Dead Season 1, that's at the very top of my list. It's very hard for me to replace that. Um, but, yeah, that's that's my number one.
2: You just reminded me of um, <laughs> my Season 1 Walking Dead moment with uh, Kenny it was, I was horrible I, uh, it was the bit when his wife dies or his, no it was the bit where his uh, son gets bitten Yeah, and he's about to turn and then Kenny's like I can't do it, I can't kill my own son and then then I chose my character, I was like I'll kill him, I'll do it for you (laughs) and then and then like we took him to the forest bit and then I just turned around to Kenny and was like, uh, maybe you should kill him. I-, I can't do this. I don't want to. <laughs> so like, I twisted his mind completely to the point he shot his own kid and I was like, oh crap, I am a horrible person. I just like suckered him into killing his own son. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, That's what made the game quite intense, to be honest. It, it really did like bring the best out of storytelling um that was a very good game it's still number two on mine but i can totally understand and agree why it is number one to many um yeah
0: absolutely (laughs) and and, and one thing i will add based on what you just said uh, just to go back to the whole dynamic of teaching uh you know with with lee teaching clementine it, to me that that is metaphorical me- metaphorical in many ways it's, i think of it similar to a parent that you know has a child and you're trying to teach them right from wrong growing up and unfortunately as we all know eventually everybody does pass away so i think of that parent you know they teach their son or daughter everything but then they pass away you know whether it's uh, untimely death or It happens naturally over time, and then the kid is left and has to survive in the world. So I think that is why, when I think about that, I mean, I don't have a kid, maybe one day, but uh, that particular subject matter is very deep when you think about it, and um, the fact they were able to put it in that game, I really think that speaks volumes to how great they did with the writing. So that's why I said the whole thing with the final season, I am hopeful that Clem, does not die but uh i don't know based on that trailer i saw and the fact that she's telling aj about this stuff it really plants the seeds and i think that for a lot of people that love a character like lee i think they kind of want to see somewhat of a reunion with lee where i don't know if clementine does die maybe they show her and they show lee having a conversation in the in, in the afterlife or something of that effect uh i don't want that to happen but uh I do think there's some people that definitely miss Lee and they want to see Lee represented in some way in this last game. So, we have to see how they handle that.
2: I I, I don't think she'll die. I can't... It would be very upsetting, put it that yeah. way. It would be really <laughs> upsetting if she did die. Like, I can't... Because the whole point of Walking Dead um, in the comics is the main guy always stays alive. Like... No matter the situation he's in, no matter the consequences he's facing, he's the reason that the comic keeps going, that the story of The Walking Dead keeps going, is that he stays alive. Everything else around him will die or suffer, and he will suffer himself. I mean, he's got freaking amputated arms and his legs just battered as well at some point Mm -hmm. in the comics, and he gets older, obviously. Um, But the whole point is that he stays alive. And I think with the game, That's the same implication to Clementine. I think putting that in the trailer where she's warning uh, the kid, you know, what do you do if I'm bit? What do you do when I'm about to turn? I think it's a tease more than anything. I can't, I really can't expect them to kill her off like that or just give her the ending of like, oh, she's about to become a zombie. It would just upset a lot of people, I think.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%
2: Uh, correct
0: well we will find out sooner rather than later because that episode does start August 14th so like I said there's a lot of stuff coming out in August so we'll see how that turns out Um, but yeah that's that's my top three uh, picks did did you guys have anything else you wanted to mention uh, about Telltale or, or any other topic before we wrap up today's show
2: um no i think i'm good i'm good
0: how about yeah, you gary I'm no i'm good you're good all right so we thank you all for tuning in to today's show i definitely would like to thank uh rams for joining us as well it was an excellent discussion so uh final shout outs uh rams you have any shout outs that you want to give
2: uh, t- uh t- i don't know thanks for letting me be on the show it's been fun uh hopefully can do it again some other time um if you guys want you can follow me on twitter uh at ramiz uh, you probably won't be able to spell it uh, screw it find me anyways <laughs> <laughs> you can also add me on instagram um it's instagram uh it's like instagram but with ease there you go that's my promo done for today. Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, of course, as always. Um, and I would like to give a shout out to all the Patreon subscribers, as well as the people that are continuing to watch these shows. We appreciate your continued support and uh definitely check out the WrestleCast and as well as the next edition of Powercast, which we will be recording soon. So stay tuned for that. We appreciate all the comments, the support so uh, thank you very much. And uh, Gary, the floor is yours.
1: Yeah. Uh, big shouts to all of our Patreon supporters. I'm going to mention them now. That's M Collins, Sean Goretti, Stephen Firon, Mauricio Aguilar, Himdil, Fergus Mills, Miguel, and Antonio Rogers. We appreciate you all. I am working on, you know, getting some new, some more content up on there, on the Patreon, just, you know, just for those people and stuff. So, um, yeah, we'll we look out for that in, sometime in the future. Um, and big shouts to everyone else at the Coalition, you know, doing things. You know, JJ, Dana, Tatiana, Tony, you know, everyone else on, on the Coalition team and everything. Um, and shouts to Ramiz for joining us. And shouts to Carl as well, who's, you know, one of our other friends. And, um, you know, also shouts to some of the haters out there, you know. Uh, and <laughs> Edward, you know like and Edward, like... Shout, shout shouts to the haters too
0: Uh, I want to give a shout out to the haters and I would like to let them know I'm still waiting for them to drop this show that they said is going to be hot fire so we'll see about that um yeah and uh yeah I think that's it for this week so take care and we will talk to you all next week
1: peace